Thanks for listening and welcome to the CoachMaze.com podcast, where high school basketball coaches can turn to find that one takeaway to add to their already successful programs. Like you, I'm a high school coach, so let me know on Twitter at Coach J. Mays what your takeaway from today's talk was. Coaches, thank you for listening to the CoachMaze.com podcast. This week's Coach Mays Minute. You're going to hear me sort of just express my thoughts on a high school coach's role and their players selecting an AAU program, playing for an AAU program, and the high school coach's job and building relationships with those AAU coaches. I'm pro AAU. Uh, as a high school coach, if you are fortunate enough to have players that are talented enough to play at the next level, you realize that playing for an AAU program is something that they are probably going to do. So why not be a part of that process and help them make a wise decision in picking who they play for and how they play for them and sort of build a relationship with those AAU uh, coaches and form an advisory team, if you will, um, that only benefits the player. So hopefully you enjoy today's talk and this week's Coach May's Minute. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of the CoachMaze.com podcast. Be sure to check out these other basketball pods on the Hoopheads podcast network, including Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, and our two latest shows, Players Court with Joseph Harris, and Bleachers and Boards with Matt Collier and Marlon Guild. We also have three team-focused NBA pods, Cavaliers Central, Nuck If You Buck, and Grizz and Grind. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hello, welcome to the Coach Mays Minute. Tonight we're going to talk about a high school coach's relationship with an AAU coach and AAU program. This sort of is like the 800-pound gorilla in the room that uh, no one really wants to discuss in the open. However, um, I just felt compelled to talk about uh, my views on AAU basketball as a high school coach. Again, I'm coming from over a decade of college coaching experience um, where I recruited you know, every summer at AAU tournaments and um, became great friends with AAU coaches and saw how successful AAU programs worked and how not so successful AAU programs worked. So uh, this week's Coach May's Minute today, Monday, August 24th, 2020, is the relationship between a high school coach and the AAU coaches that may coach their players. I'm pro AAU. Let's start with that. The reasons why, that's what we're going to discuss. You know, the NCAA has a very intense summer evaluation period, um, at least during non-COVID years. It it makes sense as to why. A a college coach can park his or her butt in a chair and watch hundreds of kids play in one setting. Whereas when a coach attends a high school game to evaluate a player, usually it's only to see one kid. Maybe they're lucky enough to hit a Christmas tournament or so where they can see a few kids uh, throughout the evening when several teams may play. But it's usually only see one kid. Now, with film so readily available, many coaches are reserving those high school visits during basketball season 
for maintenance recruiting only or recruiting kids they already know they like or have offered, and they're maintaining those relationships. So AAU is important in the lives of our players that are good enough to play at the next level because um, coaches see a bang for a buck kind of deal by attending these because they can see so many kids play in one setting. Now, one of the funny things about that is, you know, you'll you'll have the the high major coach that'll fly in to watch that one kid play because they're only recruiting 15 kids that year. They know who they want to sign. Um, but then you're going to have that low major coach who's still got six scholarships he's got to find uh, uh, players for, um, and he needs to see 300 kids play. So, you know, they, they, they get to see a lot of kids in one setting. I think many high school coaches um, would agree with me um, that – High school coaches are not anti-AAU, but rather were a product of our previous experiences. High school coaches need to spend more time building relationships with AAU coaches. They need to follow them and their programs on social media so they can familiarize themselves with how those programs promote those players uh, the players in their AAU programs to college scouts and college coaches. So I don't think high school coaches are anti-AAU. I really don't. I think high school coaches and AAU uh, coaches need to do a better job of bridging gaps relationship-wise and work together for the benefit of the kid. Uh, I think sometimes we get caught up in a, uh, he's my kid, no, he's my kid, no, he's your kid this time of the year, but he's my kid this time of the year, you know, and I don't think that really benefits the kid. The biggest thing I've learned regarding making the high school AAU relationship work for players are the following. Money matters. Don't accept an AAU coach telling you everything is free or taken care of. The top shoe programs, the EYBLs, the Adidas Three Stripes, some Under Armors, have the ability to waive any team fee or tuition to join the program. They may even provide a bunch of gear uh, and feed the kids every once in a while on the weekends during tournaments and possibly even help pay for their lodging. But what you need to clearly communicate to your parents as a high school coach is there is no such thing as free AAU. The admission fee for an average NCAA sanctioned AAU tournament is $50 per person for the weekend. There are travel expenses for the families. Most tournaments have video services offered to provide highlight videos of your child throughout his or her tournament. Um, Those services aren't cheap. Or don't forget the cost of your time. The family commitment to a travel-based AAU program in the months of April and July is pretty much every Friday through Sunday. So there's no such thing to a player's family as... We're going to take care of everything. Maybe for the very, very, very few. I'm talking less than 2% of players that play across the nation. Um, but by and large, there's no such thing as, as a free deal. Um, number two, make sure your players are joining an AAU program who does they, – they do what they say they're going to do. Or even better, they don't do what they say they're not going to do. <laughs> For example, be careful believing a non-shoe AAU program uh, telling your player 
that uh, they're going to attend all the top-level tournaments. They're going to go to Vegas. They're going to go to Atlanta, Spartanburg, Orlando, Augusta, uh, etc. Many teams just don't have the funds to facilitate such travel. Watering down tournament play at the last second is actually fairly common in most AAU programs. And what I mean by that is, well, we're supposed to go to Atlanta this weekend, so but on Wednesday night we change our mind and we're going to go to a local tournament instead. That may not have been what you signed up for when they sent you the initial tournament schedule back in April. Many of these top tournaments that a lot of programs try to uh, gain entrance to require winning a certain amount of games against certain competition in order to attend regardless. So is your AAU program going to be in those type games and those type tournaments that warrants the opportunity for them to play in a larger tournament later on down the road? Don't rely on your AAU program uh, or AAU programs to develop players. This is one of the things I, I struggle with, especially when I see it on social media, is AAU coaches saying, you know, people don't realize how much we develop these kids. That may be so. Let me tell you something. Some of the best skill trainers I know are AAU coaches. They do both. Non-AAU season, they, they're skill development uh, coaches that uh, work and, and, and working with kids in the gym uh, as a business. They're really good at it. And they also coach AAU because a lot of those teams, they, they end up forming programs out of the kids that come for training, uh, and that's how they start their AAU club. Um, so it's not that they're not talented enough to, um, you know, develop players. They don't have the time. So don't rely on an AAU program to develop your players. It's, it's not that the coaches aren't capable. In fact, many AAU coaches, like I said earlier, are great skill trainers, but they don't have the time and the logistics will never work out. For example, when a competitive AAU team uh, has kids from one state, but also three other boarding states, bordering states, having a two-hour practice in a centralized location isn't exactly easy to pull off. I know two of our kids have to travel to um, an out-of-state city to play and practice their AAU team, uh, and that's about a five-hour trip. Well, guess what? They're not going to practice that many times because they're not the only kids having to uh, you know, sacrifice their weekend to go practice on a Saturday. Uh, so they just don't have the time to develop players. Some programs will practice on a weekend, uh, you know, early in the competition season. But even then, uh, it's not for player development. You know, they need to see who they got. They got to put some plays in. They got to put some sets in. They got to put some out of bounds plays in. They got to figure out their rotations. You know, they're 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 practicing early in their AAU season to figure out how best to coach the team come, you know, the first tournament the next weekend. So, you know, I I, I sort of struggle with the. AAU is going to develop your kid. It's going to get them opportunities to play against top-notch competition. But um, let's face it, if you play in five tournaments in the summer, you're playing on average five games in tournament, um, you know, you're getting 25 games in. How much better are you really getting? So a trustworthy AAU program is led by a person or people with legit college contacts. Not just Division One contacts. They have relationships with coaches from all levels of collegiate play. Many times a college coach will contact the AAU coach first about one of your players, high school coaches. This makes sense because it's often at AAU tournaments that a college coach sees a kid for the first time. 
So they go to the AAU coach for basic and, and immediate information. Makes sense to me. Additionally, NCAA programs can't really recruit a player until June 15th after their sophomore season. Well, this June 15th date, that's a summer date. School's out of session. This is when AAU season is still in full swing, rather than a traditional basketball season. Even more reason for the college coach to first contact the AAU coach about a kid. The timing of when they see the kids. Currently, I contact a very respectable AAU coach who coaches two of my current players uh, early in the week, every week after their weekend tournament, so usually on a Monday or Tuesday, just to get an update as to what schools have called him over the weekend based on our kids' tournament play. Um, I know that last weekend um, there was a uh, there was a mid-major school down in Georgia that uh, started calling, started, they saw him play on, on um, the live stream and, um, you know, are interested and are going to start recruiting. I would have never known that if I hadn't called this coach, who I respect, that following Monday after that weekend's tournament and said, hey, anybody call you about so-and-so? Anybody call you about so-and-so? And, and him just tell me. Um, I, I have no problem letting him talk to those coaches because that's where they first see the kid. So it only makes sense to me that the AAU coach is going to be the point of contact in the beginning. So don't try to be everything to your players when it comes to their recruiting. Consider forming a team, so to speak, to help your players maximize the recruiting process. Timeline. Here's something I've, else I've learned over the years now that I'm a high school coach. Uh, of how best to have quality relationships with AAU coaches. You got to start talking to the AAU coaches about your players in January and February. Uh, many will contact you as they'll watch your teams play during the season and, you know, say, hey, coach, who, who's Johnny playing for in AAU uh, once your year's over with? And, you know, if there's nobody, you start that conversation. You learn about their program and other former players that they've had in their program and, uh, how they've helped them in recruiting. But you've got to start those dialogues in January and February because your season hopefully is going to be over in mid to late March after your state's um, state tournament completes. AAU, you know, NCAA-sanctioned AAU events start in April. So they're going to want to start uh, getting those kids in for workouts pretty soon after, you know, all the March tournaments um, complete. I don't let any of our guys here at Ashland Blazer High School play with any AU teams until after the state tournament. I want the entire basketball season in our state to be finished, even if we're not in the final game, uh, which we haven't been in since 1996. But um, it, 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 they don't play AU practice, work out with AU teams until after the state tournament has completed. you got to set boundaries with AU programs. Uh, players in our program know that they will be committed to us during the week. I'm talking Monday through Thursday, okay, the week, the weekdays in the April through July, April, May, June, July, um, because on the weekends they're, they're free to go play AAU and try to go get, get some exposure um, in front of college coaches. So, for example, in April, you know, we may have workouts, we may have strength training uh, going on um, during the week that they need to be committed to. But on Friday, I understand that they miss, they may miss that session or Saturday morning session because they're driving to Atlanta or they're driving to Spartanburg or they're driving to Indianapolis uh, to play four or five games with their AAU team. And that's fine. 
Um, but you've got to set boundaries that, that their coaches know that during the week, um, you know, their priority is with your program. We strength train and have on-the-floor training four days a week, April through August. So there are good reasons for them to be committed to us during the week. So you got to make sure as a high school coach that you're giving them the programming uh, that makes them want to stay committed to you during the week. And then they leave that primary commitment to go play AAU as a secondary commitment, you know, and they compartmentalize that as I do this for recruiting. But during the week, I'm back with my high school team for player development reasons. Um, and that's just sort of how it works with us. And I think it, we've got a good rhythm with that. For example, this summer, it was normal for our AAU playing kids to get back from an out-of-town tournament on Sunday night, sometimes early Monday morning, depending on how far the uh, depending on when their last game ended that Sunday and how far they had to drive. But um, ten o'clock the next morning, that Monday morning, they were in strength training with our strength coach, uh, and they knew that was a non-negotiable. So, um, you know, it, it's not always convenient, but. You know, when you set the boundaries and you set the expectations and everybody, the player, the player's family, your staff, the AAU staff, everybody's on the same page, it works out really well. I I especially love the recent changes to the NCAA recruiting calendar. Two years ago, um, I think this is all coming out of the, the Adidas scandal that not only involved Louisville and Coach Patino, but a number of other schools. Um, they, they revamped a lot of NCAA men's basketball recruiting. And one of the things they added was the scholastic live evaluation period where college coaches can come watch your high school team play in a high, high school team camp or a high school showcase, uh, some kind of high school tournament um, coached by you, their high school coach. So now um, college coaches, the last two weeks, weekends in June – can come to wherever your state associations, your coaches association are usually the organizations that run these, um, wherever they're hosting those tournaments for your teams in your state, and you're allowed to even have out-of-state teams, college coaches can come watch those. So now they're watching a kid play for his high school team, play for his high school coach, run run your stuff uh, in your culture and your environment, so I think that that's a really good opportunity. I know that here in Kentucky, we have the mandatory dead period, which starts um, the 20, usually the last Tuesday of June. It goes about 14 days, uh, usually the 10th or so of July. So we only get one of those weekends, the scholastic weekends, the, the, the last weekend of June we miss out on. But still, that, that one weekend we get is invaluable. And lastly, uh, something I've learned in dealing with AAU programs, AAU coaches as a high school coach, um, you've got to discuss social media protocol with not only your players, their families, but the AAU programs as well. And what I mean by that, at Ashland, our rule is players – and the guys, players decided this rule themselves. I let them decide. And they, they came to a consensus because they didn't want uh, one kid um, – and this is totally selfless on their part. They didn't want one kid outshining another teammate. You know, they didn't want one kid 
bragging about unofficial visits or so-and-so called him on the phone tonight or was it a real offer or not, not a real offer, and another kid wasn't doing anything on social media. So what we wanted to be consistent in how we articulated and how we marketed um, our, our kids being recruited. And so our players decided this, and, and our rule is you can only post about recruitment by a school when a coach from that school comes to see you play during our high school season. That's either a practice or a game, when an official offer has been made, or when you are invited to their campus for an official visit. So I also explain that to our AAU coaches, um, and I want them to respect that. So it just takes communication. Some AAU coaches want to promote kids in a way that is not exactly to our protocol. So, you know, again, like I said, we, we discussed this up front. Realize that you can't police social media or what other people post about your kids and recruiting. You just got to try to be consistent in your locker room because you can control that environment. Okay. Um, you can't control some scout, you know, scouting service who's trying to make a name for himself, not necessarily getting the entire truth correct about who may be recruiting one of your kids. And he's free to post whatever he he wants to post on Twitter uh, about that kid. And you just got to be able to make sure that you have protocol in place. And does what that tweet say fall under any of our rules? No, it doesn't. Okay, so we can't post it. We can't retweet it. And I think um, I think that's good. So uh, that's just sort of my take on high school coaches and high school programs. And, and I think we have to – um, I don't want to use the word coexist because that sounds like we're doing something reluctantly. No, I mean, I want to have great relationships with AAU coaches and AAU programs here at Ashland Blazer. I want our kids to see that their high school coach and their AAU coach work well together. Um, so I think as high school coaches, we've got to, you know, be a little bit more diligent on building those relationships as much as possible. Again, the, the goal of this podcast at CoachMaze.com podcast is to give you a, uh, a takeaway to help make your program better tomorrow than it was today, and I hope that was accomplished. Hi, coaches. Thanks again for listening to the Coach Mays Minute uh, on the CoachMays.com podcast. My takeaway today, even though it was um, uh, just sort of me talking about my past and, and my thoughts on a high school coach's role uh, with their players' AAU programs and their AAU coaches, my takeaway is that you, you can't be everything to your players. You, you, you can help them make wise decisions as they, who they play for and, and where they go to play uh, regarding AAU. Um, and then I think it's wise that you just sort of step back and let the AAU program help your, help your player um, in the summer. Uh, I, I, I think if you do the work up front and helping that player select the right program, then the end product will take care of itself and that young man will, will benefit in recruiting from it. So, you know, don't try to be everything to your player. It's impossible. Um, you know, seek wise advisors and uh, help your players get wise, wise people that are going to do the right thing um, on their behalf and help, help them surround themselves with such people. Hope you enjoyed the talk today. If you have any questions, uh, hit, me out, hit me up on Twitter at Coach Mays Pod or at Coach J Mays. Thanks for listening to the CoachMaze.com podcast. 